Chapter 32, Forbidden Discoveries I was a kid in a candy store. I was. Heart pounding, fit to burst. Well, in a manner of speaking, I'd lost my heart. Wasn't there to beat, pump blood, tell me when I'm scared. It had been removed, ripped forcefully from my chest. It hurt. Del Morgan sinking fingers into my skin, grasping my heart. She had my heart for safekeeping. Without it, I couldn't be killed, as I had so horribly discovered food for frogs. So I felt a phantom heart, like a man who's lost an arm or leg, feeling phantom pain, the foot that once itching where there is no foot. Such was how my heart turned fury in my chest, racing blood to burst my veins, bringing fire to my lungs. Because I was somewhere I was not supposed to be. Standing with Hannah, knowing that she had led me unaware into this place. A piece of the apartment I was not supposed to see. A place where I was not supposed to set foot, soil the carpet. A blank spot in my mind like the absent heart. But unaware, I had been led into the darkness, and I had found it. The forbidden room, and I knew that I could find it again now that the ground had been laid bare before me. I could find such rooms again, just like the door. I found at last. Hana was a tree in the wind, the forest fire roaring all around her, shaking. She couldn't move, watching me, wanting me to leave, but she wouldn't touch me only speak words to deny me where we stood. It was like she was afraid to touch me. I don't know. It must be one of those he-kicked-me-first kind of things. Couldn't act until I crossed the line. So she stood, voice lost, as mine was silent. But she had freedom. And I was sure I would hear many more words before I gave up the room. She couldn't deny me. I couldn't speak. I was free. Free to explore, free to look, free to marvel. I didn't know where I was. I couldn't even begin to guess, but I knew where I wanted to be. And I hoped that this was enough by wishing, by hunting, by looking. I hoped to find the one thing in all the world that I wanted. My heart! I wanted it! Del Morgan had taken it from me so I couldn't be killed. I wanted it back, an obsession with no equal in my mind. I would search every room, scour every floor. I didn't know where it was, didn't know if it was hidden or in some vault or kept somewhere on her person. I didn't know. What I did know was that I could look. I could explore. I could take the room apart, brick by brick and block by block. I went to the shelves. I went to the drawers, continuing to clean, dust, wash, as I had been doing, as I had followed Hannah throughout the apartment. Now I was cleaning with a purpose, checking under every nick and neck, trinket and strange invention, for somewhere amidst all that was around me, there I might find my heart. I didn't know what to look for, and yet I looked. 
No, you must go. Hana. Lurching forward as if she would touch me. Stopping herself, standing still as if touching me would be a shock to strike her dead. Stamping her foot, wringing her hands, she watched me. I said nothing, heart hammering, my own breath running ragged in my lungs as if the confines of my chest might take flame. Saying nothing, not through choice, although I would choose silence. I couldn't speak. Another gift from Del Morgan. I couldn't speak unless spoken to first. It went beyond that. I couldn't speak unless given permission, asked a question, something, anything, a word, a gesture, direct permission, and Hannah had given me nothing of the kind, so I said nothing. I didn't know where we were didn't recognize the room, and I don't mean because I'd never seen it before. I mean it was a strange mix of furniture and cabinets, pictures and blank walls. Do rich people really have rooms like this? I don't know. A couch, chairs, a desk. All were in attendance. I found nothing, so I quit the room. Not knowing where to go, where to look, I chose a direction to start walking. Hana moved as if she might try to block my path, but I had the door before she could reach me. I crossed into the next room, looking even stranger than the last. More furniture, no desk, an old-fashioned pinball machine. So old it looked as if it didn't need electric to work. Simply cock the ball and fire it off. Watch it spin and bump and chime. Whack the ball, watch it fly. I didn't touch it. Hana stood before it, arms spread wide. I looked over her shoulder. It gave me no more interest, so I moved on. And I began to wonder how big was the apartment. I could find no end to it, and yet I knew that it obeyed some laws, maybe even all of them, except the ones I broke, like placing the front door in the middle of the kitchen, hiding doors and windows from me, Place followed rules, things you could depend on. So where was I? I don't know. I kept looking, kept exploring, sticking my nose into places where it didn't belong. Rooms that had always been hidden from me until that moment. Places I was not supposed to go, things I was not supposed to see. There wasn't much. Really, I'd only explored three rooms. While I was casing them carefully, I didn't know I would find my heart, but I looked all the more carefully for it. What are you doing? That was Romana. Not questioning me. Still couldn't talk. Her shout was for Hannah's ears, and Hannah said things I couldn't understand, speaking words of some forbidden language. They argued. I watched. It was amusing. Probably pissed them to watch me stop my exploration, to listen to them. No, you must go. You do not belong here. This place is not for you. Romana. Didn't work when Hannah said it. I turned, a smile on my lips, saying nothing watching her stamp her foot as if it was the only voice either one of them had left. Not enough. She 
thrust her arms at the sky. Didn't even know where I was. Forbidden rooms? But whose forbidden rooms? Did they belong to Del Morgan or the twins? I didn't know. Didn't matter. I was where I shouldn't have been. I found something that caught my attention in a box in a desk drawer, a small sack of brown leather. Lumpy, it clicked and clanked as I hefted it as if there were marbles inside. I undid the cinch, pulled loose the cord, felt around inside. Discs, round as half dollars, cold, feeling like glass. I pulled free a handful and held them before my eye. They looked like crystal lenses, all turquoise, emerald, and burgundy, saffron, and gold. Dark sapphire. That one was like the heart of the sun. I heard Romana gasp as if she had been shocked from a nightmare just shy of screaming. And I looked to her. She was pale as snow, looking to the dark crystal in my hand, a jewel as dark and lush as the sea. And I looked at the one in my hand, returning all the rest to the bag. Crystal was the size of a half dollar and as sick as three held together. Looking through it was a dream the color of the sea. Ramana stumbled forward, saying nothing, struggling to breathe. And I knew. I knew what I held in my hand. Hanna and Ramana had volunteered. They had been chosen from among many others, too numerous to name, to serve Del Morgan on behalf of the people of Darmont. It was a great honor. They did their people proud. They would never leave Del Morgan. They would never willingly betray her. They would stand between her and the death of a thousand years. Anything less would shame their people, disgrace their families for generations to come. And yet, Del Morgan still took their hearts. I held Romana's heart in my hand, taken by force from out her chest. I wondered at the shape of it, the form it had taken. I wondered if this is what Darmon had for a heart, or if this was a disguise Del Morgan had given it. After all, a heart of flesh and blood, even out of the body, leaks. I wondered the shape of my own heart. Was it in the sack? I don't think so. The gem in my hand was calling to Romana. I could see the longing in her eyes. I felt no such call, neither did Hannah. Romana was trembling so fierce I thought she might collapse. So I did the only thing I could think of. I held the jewel out to her. Anna drew breath as if she might cough blood. Romana was locked on my hand. She stretched with trembling fingers, reaching for her hut. And I wondered how it had been. Feeling Del Morgan's hand in her chest, fingers probing, slipping, sliding, grasping the heart, pulling it free with a wet sucking sound, like lifting a rock from out of the mud. Romana hovered, her fingers darting, reaching, pulling back, her eyes locked on the stone in my hand. Put it away. Please just put them back. Let them rest in peace. I didn't think about it. I just did as she asked. Returning her heart to the bag, placing all of them back where I'd pulled them from the desk. I left the rooms. Han and Romana walking behind me, following me, saying nothing. I returned to the places that I knew, parts of the apartment where I was supposed to go, knowing that I would be able to find the forbidden rooms again when they were not watching. Closing the door, Han and Romana watched me. I did wonder. 
There had been many such stones in the sack where the rest a decoy, hiding a stone among stones. Or did they all have names? I didn't know, I didn't want to know, like Hale's sack, only that one collected children's souls. Del Morgan only kept the hearts of people who worked for her. I hope that's all she did. This audio recording of The Fearful Pagidian, Pin the Tail of the Donkey, is copyright 2010 by Keith T. Jones. All rights reserved.